Welcome to Gold Star Classroom, the podcast where our panelists go back to school. We'll grade them on their answers to a variety of general knowledge and trivia questions. They don't know what we're going to ask, and we don't know what they're going to say. The student with the highest grade at the end of the class will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. I'm your host and headmaster, Professor Jerry Jaffe. Welcome to today's episode of Gold Star Classroom. I'm your host and headmaster, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, and it's my pleasure to introduce today's students. Sitting on my right is an artist and confidant of the great Neil deGrasse Tyson, Brandon Stroud. Thank you, thank you. I stalked him for about a year to get a conversation with him. You can find his interview on YouTube. Uh, sitting directly across from me is educator and handyman uh, and close talker, Eddie Warner. Hey everyone, thanks for the glowing introduction. You're welcome. He even got close to the microphone to say that. <laughs> and on my left, dapper and in a bow tie, Always. the professor of comedy, Aaron Cosbill. Hi everybody. Hi Aaron. Well, thanks for coming everyone. As you know, as your teacher, it is my job to ask you questions across the breadth and width of human learning. And as any good teacher would, to grade your answers. At the end of today's class, the student with the highest grade will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gentlemen ready for your first test question? Yes. It's, it's a simple, Eddie. It's, right. <laughs> it's, it's easy to win. Yes. <laughs> Aaron's won it many times. How many yes. times have you won it, Eddie? I don't think you've ever picked me to win. But I feel like I've earned it numerous times. I just want a taste. I just want a taste. It's delicious. Just a... With whipped cream and a ice cream. Oh, man, I can't wait. Banana. Well, gentlemen, I'd like to find out, and we're all different ages here. You guys are demographically skewing younger than me. I wonder how much you remember about your own childhood. And I have here some statistics provided by a YouTube video by the documentary group By the Numbers of numbers that relate to childhood and infancy. So let me ask you some questions. Uh, just for example, do you know how long it takes the average baby to start talking? Hmm. I think it was established in Look Who's Talking too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about as legit as his YouTube yes. right. based, <laughs> information. Based on the documentary Look Who's Talking <laughs> Now. Right. Are we talking, Jerry, uh, baby language, baby talk? Are we talking <laughs> correct <laughs> English? Yes. Are we talking French? What are we talking here? Well, I have here listed... Um, Is French legitimate language? The <laughs> yeah. At Galalia, let's get technical, Mr. Todd. The four most common things that babies say first... In the English language. Okay. Mama, dada. Okay. Plus gonna... five points, plus five points. <laughs> Mama, dada. Kaka, poo poo. <laughs> My first no. sentence was boys have peepees and girls don't have peepees. <laughs> and Eddie's still waiting to learn what it is that girls do have. <laughs> I, I'm going to throw out a guess. I'm going to say, um, I don't know, let's go with uh, four, four months. Four months? What do you think, Aaron and Eddie? 18 months. I'll go in the middle. I want to say about a year, 12 months, 13 months. Well, those are that's a good spread of guesses. <laughs> As our age range. Right. <laughs> the spectrum uh, of our... Yeah, from I mean, we have good memories, but not... <laughs> well, like, different in, studies were coming out during all of our age groups. groups so so right. clearly we're... It was said, clearly Scott. our knowledge is infantile. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
It takes the typical infant about six months to start forming basic words like mama and dada. Six months. Um, the other two words that are most commonly formed are no and uh oh. Wow. Um, but to go from like sort of baby talk gibberish to talking uh-huh. about what age do young ones, little ones, start talking? Like talking, talking. Oh, I would say that's a year. Year, 12 months, 13 months. 18 months! Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> statistically, it's statistically, gotta be right. Eventually. I have to get it right eventually. <laughs> well, statistically, Aaron, your answer is the closest. Aha. So I'll give you the closest to some points in the okay. form of zero points. Mm. <laughs> That's almost one. Now, uh oh, is now a famous, you know, now that I'm a single, single man here right. on the prowl. A... It's typically about two and a half years. Uh-huh. Before a child starts talking, talking. I guess I was special then, huh? <laughs> right. I guess that's. Oh well, if you were that special, how special were you when you started walking? Oh, wow. Um, I would say probably about. I'm gonna say two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Walking and talking at the same time. <clears throat> Multitasker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, um, I'll say about a year and a half for that. I'll go a little bit younger. year and a half? Right, 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know how to convert that to metric? Um, <laughs> it's in fact, you all overbid based on the Price is Right model, so you all overbid. Let me go back to my with, earlier guess. 12 to 13 months. 13 months! Wow. If right. three quarters nice. of children have started walking by the time they're 13 months old... And that's worth 100 points if it had been correct the first time. Sure. Okay. You know, I know a scientist, if you need to turn that into metric, um, his name's, <laughs> not the name, Neil deGrasse Tyson, if you're listening. <laughs> if I'm ever uh, in Europe and need metric system, then I'll let it. you know. <laughs> I, will, I will share that network. How many, um, this is a worldwide, this is not like the U.S., this is globally. Okay. How many babies are born per minute? Well, don't they say... I'm trying to remember how many die per minute. That's, <laughs> so if I can just, if I can figure out the inverse, uh, yes, um, <laughs> the inverse of death. Yes, <laughs> are born per minute. Oh God! I know worldwide population is about seven billion and slightly growing. I don't know if that helps though. I'll say sixty. One per yeah, one per second. One per second. <laughs> That's a good basis for an estimate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone else have any other knowledge or insight or guesses on this? Uh, one baby per uh, 15 seconds. Which would be four. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You said you wanted it in seconds or minutes. Wait, what did you want? Well, the question is how many babies are born per minute? Oh, okay. I'm going to go higher. I'll say a thousand per minute. I don't know. Worldwide, I'm thinking a big number, but it's still a guess. Well, going higher was probably good in the sense that both of these guys way underestimated it. Apparently, it's approximately 250 babies per minute. I'm having none of them. Wow. (laughs) None of them are Aaron. None of them. According to this panel, zero per minute per hour. What's your statistics on single women? Uh, This could be questionable. I might have a few out there. Um, You know, uh, many children in this era of public education go to school. How many hours are... Children um, at primary school. This is a global average. Okay, so 
how many hours? Like, okay, so a certain amount of hours per day each student goes to school. So it's like eight hours mm -hmm. per day per student. This is for primary school, and for statistics. Mm, so not high school, five, four plus nine, carry the <laughs> math. Uh, we'll say 18 months. Uh, 18 months, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we'll say 180 so days in a given school year. Sure. It's still times, not helping me come up with a number. I'm like, times eight hours, make it 10 hours. That's like 18,000, say. This is per student, you're saying each, or this is total, like all students. No, this is each individual student. Okay. Wow. Um, Can you ask one more yes. time, each student, how much an individual student spends in primary school, right? In a year. In a year. So it's not in a lifetime, it's in one year. Gotcha. Oh. Well, it's 180 okay. days times eight, so eight, 1,800, so I'll say 1,500. Okay. I'll say, uh, uh, God. What do you think? What do you think, Aaron? Twenty six hundred. One dollar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a dollar to give you right now. Uh, um, it has the, because you put a little math and thought into it. They're reasonable estimates, but also it's global, so there are different systems. Mm -hmm. Also, it's probably not fair if I might say to estimate that the average American child goes to primary school for eight hours a day. Oh, that's that's probably an overestimate. That's true. Uh, probably more like five or six hours a day. But Plus the, the Montessori Jap schools where they just like go the, whenever. They clock in yeah. when they want, yeah. <laughs> but the Japanese students go like 18 hours a day, so that balances out the slacker American average. So it's approximately 780 hours a year. Wow. Yeah. Um, you did mention Montessori. What percentage of young ones go to private school this the is wealthy one percent four to six percent is this u.s or worldwide i'm gonna say worldwide oh, oh well the french Ooh. like they have to go to montessori school <laughs> that's all they have six percent i'll say ten percent ten percent eddie gets a gold star wow. one in ten children are privately educated in the world hmm. Uh, let me ask you a couple of scary questions. Scary for parents and probably scary for you three as well. Zombie questions? What hmm. percentage of children say they experience bullying? Ooh, it's high. In school. Like 50 yeah. or 60%. Right. Hmm. 70. I'll say 45. 70 is the closest answer. Nice. So I'll give wow. you 70% of a point. The scary That's answer. 77%. Wow. That means Aaron was heavily bullied. Right? Oh, I was, but <laughs> I... That's 100%. Oh, 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 to be sure. oh, but I found a way <laughs> against them, so yes. I'm, 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 yeah, I beat them. I think 100% of the people in this class right now were bullied in school. I was not. Oh, what? No, no, I was the... Uh, I was the Boy. I kept, no, I, I had friends in all little yes. areas, but I tried to stay neutral. No, I've never, I never was bullied. Not many people realize this. Brandon invented the wedgie and the swirly. <laughs> he started yeah, right here at this table. He just right, sold the rights to bullies yes, uh, for a profit. In, exactly. In fact, in the... U uh, Brandon was the instigator. Bet you can't punch Aaron when he, the teacher's not looking. <laughs> betcha, betcha, betcha. On any given day, 160,000 students skip school because of bullying. Wow. Let me ask you two more scary questions. Okay. This is, this is um, getting heavy. before yeah. getting to college, what percentage of uh, U.S. students experiment with drugs? That's high. I want to Does say that count uh, alcohol and like uh, cigarettes or just like weed and above? Weed and above. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say. 40, that's a smart question. I'm going to give you another 70% of a point. Excellent. That's okay. 140%. <laughs> I'm going to say high, 40 to 50%. I'll say 60%. Uh, 
35%. 18 months. Yeah, 18 months. <laughs> 18 months. <laughs> Gold star for Aaron. It is approximately a third experience. Nice. experiment with drugs be- oh. before they're in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what approximate percentage experiment with sex before they go to college? Well, that's higher. I think 50, that's definitely 60%. higher. I'll say 60% as well. I have to. Nobody, everybody waits, right? <laughs> <laughs> or is that just me? Uh, <laughs> even your parents me. are waiting for you to get out of high school before they have sex. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back briefly to the drug question. One third admit it, the other one third do it, but they Dr. were probably interviewed by their parents and denied it. My parents only had sex twice. One for me, one for my brother. I'm sticking yeah. with that. Yes. And that was at the same time. That was at the same time. Knocked them both out. Super sperm. It's a strong super sperm. Right. It just stayed and waited. In, yeah. in waited for his moment. Yeah. 75% of young adults experiment with sex. If I would have known those statistics back in high school, I feel like that would have helped me. I don't know how, but like... Jerry, can you define oh, sex? Is uh, that anything or anything? No, they mean the going blown? all the way. How, how you could have phrased it. Uh, 75% of, of people our age are having sex. Uh, do you want to be in... Uh, minority? <laughs> the, the statistical minority. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's a good manipulation tactic. Because, sure. Sherry, there was oh, a yeah. thing with, like, Christian girls or virginity pledges. They mm-hmm. would do, like, everything except intercourse. Sure. So they could be, like, technical virgins. I know there's different ways that people yeah. define what Eddie sex is. Eddie learned that when he got his Master's of Divinity degree. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh! <laughs> and I'm going to ask you the final and scariest question okay. having to do with childhood. Sure. This is for the United States. On average, typically, uh, this is based on a 2012 report, mm-hmm. how much does it cost to raise a child? Oh, with college or without or through birth to 18 or with college? It's funny you would ask me that because I have to go to the second page of my uh, lesson plan. Is that also cheat sheet? <laughs> it's called a lesson plan. It's what teachers do. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is only through high school. Only through high school. I remember so hearing like the number birth through graduating from high school. I remember hearing the number a hundred thousand, but I don't know if it's old school or current or old wife's tale. This is or a whatever, uh, government report that. from yeah. the year two thousand twelve. Two hundred thousand dollars. I have no idea. I'm going two hundred thousand uh, dollars. hundred fifty. It is a two hundred and approximately two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Wow. Um, and you wow. mentioned <laughs> school, so this is only like K through twelve. But about a third of that is for educational expenses. That is astounding. Jerry, how is that calculated? I know you have three kids. Does that mean you spent some three quarters of a million dollars on your kids? Like that you just know seems what's, really high. What's smart for you is, and this yeah. might, I don't know if it's enough to get you the coveted golden banana, but you're definitely getting some secret squirrel points. Of course, that number is a kind of statistical model. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of things that go into challenging that. It's, it's almost the kind of thing like, like tax breaks for having children. It, yeah. it, it most it almost doesn't. It's the kind of thing that probably doesn't apply to very many specific families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that is, and the report mentions some of the weaknesses in it. And one of the weaknesses is, if you have more than one child, especially of near the same age, then it, it there are things that overlap. And if they're a mm-hmm. stay-at-home mom or no right. child care, and if you have a house, maybe the parents would live there without the kids. So do you factor utilities the, and they mortgage? Are, they and if are, it's public education, do you count that? Or poor tax people dollars have kids or, all the time, and yeah. they are somehow able to afford that. Well, I'll tell yeah. you something about that, too. But both of you clever students brought up a thing. I already forget what yours was. It must have not been that clever. But, uh, he take it, and then he smacks you down the next moment. But uh, they do actually give different figures for your income level. Oh, okay. So for lower income families, 
the estimate is closer to um, two hundred thousand. And then for That's like still more than I'll take the, the point on that. The upper income families, it's over four hundred thousand. Well, I so. am not having kids. <laughs> I mean, really, I. Um, you were talking about housing. They do count housing in this. So whatever the family's paying, you know, for your house or your mortgage or something or rental. That's, that's all part 10, of it. That's still 10000 a year to get to. Uh, that still seems high to me. Right. Huh. right. Well, Especially with the minimum wage. It, <laughs> go online and type in USDA 2012 report on cost to raise a child. And you can see the breakdowns on all of it there. Because they, they do have like a detailed report that explains where the numbers came from. So I'd be interested to see homeschooling then. What? What differences? I mean, does that cut out half of the? Money well, you probably still have to pay not taxes. Necessarily. So, no. Like, Plus, like also, even though you're giving money to the de- public school, depending on what type of homeschooling you're yeah. doing, you're still probably buying supplies. Like mm-hmm. there's books that you need and paper and pencil that you need. Mm-hmm. So well, that's a lot of that's a lot for school supplies too. <laughs> Yikes! It just seems. Well, well, I always had the extra cran box. You know what I mean? So now that I'm looking back, I always had the 24 pack. Yeah, you know, that's fancy. Yeah, so you had that 24 carat. <laughs> Box. Yes, I did. Real gold. You had Real a couple gold. shades of white. Fifty <laughs> <laughs> shades oh. of gray. <laughs> yes. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt once said that the, and I paraphrase, that the weakest of minds discuss people and the strongest of minds discuss ideas. Mm-hmm. So, based on your performance on the first quiz, let's talk about a person. Average minds discuss events. Uh, <laughs> yes, there's, a, there's another step in there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Average minds discuss events. He's not wrong. Extra five points. Thank you. Um, we're going to discuss a person. Do Actually, we pick or you already have someone pre I, I have a lesson plan, Eddie. <laughs> Someday when you're the teacher, you can make a lesson plan. Right. Just quickly, um, since it's the holiday season here, I want to find out what you know about the book A Christmas Carol. This is the original novel I'm talking about. It's not any film or Muppet adaptations. Not even the Doctor Who adaptation? Not even the Doctor Who adaptation. <laughs> okay. First of all, we'll give you a couple easy ones to get warmed up on. Who wrote A Christmas Carol? Charles Dickens. I'm, I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on it. He buzzed in first. Plus five points. I needed that. I needed that's a, yeah. that's a so, Dickens of an answer. We just had to get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. When was the novel... Uh, it's actually classified as a novella because it's not that long. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the novel... Published originally. 1850 in London. 1856. Uh, 1857? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it definitely but it was, was uh, originally uh, published not in a book form, but it was like in, in installments. In, installments in yeah. like the local paper or something. Hmm. Uh, and then eventually it was collected and made into a This novel. is how you get points here. He feeds in other fun yeah. facts yeah. and relates them I to remember, the core question. Yeah. And I'm... Yeah. 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 Well, the other uh, well, it is, little facts... It wasn't a novel. Like What's the word for a baby novel? <laughs> 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 18 months. 18, mo- 18, 18 months. months of novel. <laughs> no. No, Vala, that's Uh-oh. the word. But then, yeah, I remember how you said it five minutes ago. were created in yeah. 1800s London? <laughs> um, so it was 1800s London. It's actually 1843... Okay. Was when it was first All right, published. Who was closest? I well, well, I said 1856. I did. You said, 18... you said 1850. Yeah, so you were. Okay. Just saying. Who is the um, main character? Uh, that would be Ebenezer Scrooge. We have a winner. Yes. You get five Scrooge points for that. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> the along with a couple of other books that came out in the 1840s, the A Christmas Carol was that publication is credited with creating the modern version of christmas um true true that is true. <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> 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 
Um, in fact, the same year that that book came out, something else that we associate with Christmas nowadays came out for the first time in that same year. Anyone know what this other Christmas-related invention was? A Christmas tree. Uh, that is not the absolute correct answer, but it is in this era that Christmas trees also became a thing. Okay. But Santa? Uh, well, I mean... Gift-giving. Not gift-giving. There were versions of that sort yeah. of off and on throughout the centuries. I will say either... This is actually a... As there were of trees, usage, tree decoration. This is actually a new modern invention that we now take for granted but did not exist commercially before 1843. A stocking? Ooh, nice, but no. A wreath? Nope. Start listing Christmas A ornament? <laughs> uh, the correct answer is... Wait, give us a clue. Let's keep the fun going. <laughs> The first Christmas cards came out in 1843. That's, your That's a good clue. <laughs> okay, so the answer is the first Christmas card. So it's card. paper? I don't, I don't get it. I thought that went back to the Egyptians and papyrus. Minus five points. Two very popular Christmas expressions came from this novel. Tis the season. Nope. God bless us, everyone. You know what? That's like third <laughs> on the list. That is a famous line from that book, but right. it's I, not... Just like an idiom. Merry Christmas. Yes. Uh, Ten points for Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. That was only in the Spanish translation that came out many years later. Uh, and a Christmas happy present. New- <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. No, they... Tidings and peace and joy and all that good stuff. I have a question about carols in a minute. But what is Ebenezer Scrooge's catchphrase? Bah humbug. That's the other one. Really? The phrase bah humbug as a holiday saying came from this, as did the saying Merry Christmas. Now, what is a humbug? Now we're going deep. Yeah, we are going. What is a humbug? A bug that hums. Well, no, I mean, I want to give the answer of of how he says it. Bah humbug. I'm trying to put it in that context. Uh, Oh, man, that's not as easy when you no. break it down. Uh-huh. And also, I would say to you that e- even if you were guesstimating what you thought the word meant, mm-hmm. the meaning has changed. So what you would probably think the word humbug means in the year 2014 is not literally the okay. same Ooh, as what it meant uh, when Charles uh, Dickens wrote it. Like uh, a person uh, who uh, like is so joyful that they yeah. hum all the time? <laughs> no, I was built, yeah, uh, a person who's yeah extra joyous. Uh, yeah. Humbug. Like, uh, like, ah, bah, humbugs. Like humbug. those, those humbugs over there. Over I want to say just Christmas the opposite. Carolers. Well, well, it, sounds like, it just sounds like someone that doesn't, they lost the Christmas spirit. Like, just right. like an ornery, grumpy, cantankerous, like, old man, or ah, bah, humbug. Or, like, just well, that's the character. That's the character. character. Yeah. So you're not wrong about that, per se. Is there biologically a humbug? Like a, like a there type is of not, bug. but except in <laughs> many hums. animated adaptations of the Christmas Carol, there can be humbug characters. <laughs> yeah, I'd say kind of what you said. I mean, someone who you well, know, the way you were describing and... it as there's people caroling or singing or being joyous, but then the Scrooge character mm-hmm. says "bah humbug" at those people. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's got to be more derisive. Like it's not just yeah. those guys are singing; he's saying an insult of some kind to it's them. It's a negative, like go away. What is or the insult? Or... Those, those people are fake. That's kind of what it means nowadays. What did you just like? Say? Those people are fake. Fake. That is wow. correct. Oh! So it's like I'm so real. Oh! A humbug yeah, is like a fake, a fraud, a hoax, hmm. and it's an expression that first appears in the English language about a hundred years yeah. beforehand. And it's often something students say, like that. Mm-hmm. that in this, in the 1750s and 60s, it was something associated with students that they weren't interested in humbug or hoaxes or fake things. Mm-hmm. 
All right. And um, that's what a humbug is. I like the biological question. I was thinking bed bug right away. So yeah. I thought it was something like people didn't bathe and like, hygiene and the like like a locust would like maybe yeah. like London. do a little bit of humming. Yeah. The yeah. word Carol, like of course, already exists by the time Dickens makes this book. But what is a Carol? And particularly again, to in Dickens' era, it meant something probably more specific than you realize. Um, what is a uh, Carol? Uh, uh, a musical piece uh, that could be sung a cappella by a group of traveling singers. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was a piece of music that had like certain amounts of uh, like uh, breakdowns, like for for different um, like tenors and this right. and that. You know what I mean? Different. Sure. Well, you're, you're both describing sort of group choral singing. Yeah. Right? I want to yeah, add but... uh, the church dimension, like similar to a hymn, or it's more like about Jesus or God, or more like the meaning Eddie of gets Christmas. a gold star. Oh, nice. It is a song about Jesus. That mm. is like the 19th century technical definition of a carol. Nice. And when they say it's a, the novel's called The Christmas Carol, although there's very little overt religion in it, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of religious metaphors and allegories in it. Tiny Tim is, in fact, Jesus Christ. Uh, it has been said. It has been said. Uh, Tiny Tim um, was known for being ill and, in fact, even for dying in the story mm-hmm. until Scrooge corrects his miserly ways. Do you know what his illness was? Polio. Uh, tuberculosis. I remember him having a crutch or not mm, being able yeah. to walk, so something that Polio? would affect Polio? mobility. Polio? Polio? Interestingly... And darn you, Charles Dickens, this is a trick question, because he never specifically says what the illness is. But he does, he's not able to walk, but he, right? Well, he has crutches. He also has, like, But a, I don't um, think that the crutches frame. are the thing that actually ends up killing him. Yes. Because yeah. I remember mostly, like, in the adaptation. And, and the father, Bob Cratchit, often carries him, so he definitely can't walk, and he's just described as deathly ill. Mm-hmm. Father-son relay. But, tuberculosis. But they also <laughs> rather specifically say, or at least allude to in the story... That if he could get treatment, he would probably pull through. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like the treatment that's preventing him. Like it's the poverty that's preventing him. So right. really, mm-hmm. his sickness is poverty. So he's not like a paraplegic, quadriplegic. Right. It's something treatable. Yes, with money. Well, we've got to do it. <laughs> oh, wait, polio, polio was Jonas Salk in the 1940s. So that rules that out. Consumption. Where, Wasn't where, that the one with you your were tuberculosis? Any, where you tuberculosis can, he's working around? Take, take five of my points. <laughs> <laughs> you need them more than I. <laughs> what, what, what was I'm the name like, of Ebenezer Scrooge's partner who had died? Jacob Marley. Marley. Jacob Marley. You are correct. <laughs> and he was visited by how many spirits? Not Bob Marley. Uh, and past, here, present, future. Here is the trick question, which Eddie already mm-hmm. fell into the trip. He, he lunged forward so quickly, mm-hmm. the trap was sprung, and now he's dangling upside down from a tree, going, <laughs> what did I do wrong? Three spirits visit him, and they are called... Ghost of Christmas past, ghost of Christmas present, ghost of Christmas yet to come. Gold star uh, for Brandon Stroud. Wow, it's the nice. Christmas yet to come is the one that mm-hmm. catches people. Yes. Thank you. All right. All right. You know, you guys did such a good job. And people say I'm always, like, giving and taking away and being such a negative teacher. <laughs> I have here in my hand a list of 101 random ways to praise students. And I'm now going to randomly praise you. Jerry, that paper looks brand new. <laughs> Hot dog. It's green. Very Christmas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, well, that compliment on my end of hot-dogging, you guys, mm-hmm. brings us to the end of our class. So I will need to uh, calculate your final grades to determine the winner of the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. But I'll give you each one more chance to improve your grade with extra credit as we go around the class and you 
quickly say some interesting point of trivia or fact. Who's ready? Oh, boy. Hmm. You got one? Aaron looks ready. Yeah. Uh, I think of the Christmas spirit uh, <laughs> that uh, all three of us uh, deserve uh, the goal of banana because oh. we have come together. We've pooled our knowledge uh, in the seeking of the answers. Oh, uh, that, that's you, very wise. Unfortunately for you, the American education system is based on rugged individualism. <laughs> Curse you rugged individualism. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Wait, it's American. Uh, yeah. Out of the classroom. Yes, as is this <laughs> podcast. There's only one winner of the coveted golden banana. I've never seen two or three winners, so teamwork and collaboration are not rewarded at all during we, this podcast. Correct. We just covered that. <laughs> Minus five points for being repetitive. Uh, I, I learned something uh, within the last couple of years here. I tried to start a family Christmas tradition mm -hmm. in, uh, in my house, and we did it one year mm -hmm. and failed to do it the other two years. And I learned you cannot have a tradition if it only happens <laughs> once. <laughs> So we're going to do, like, Blind Man's Bluff, <laughs> which is the game they play in the book, Christmas Carol? <laughs> sure. No, no, we're going, we're going to be mathematical about this. Okay. And uh, Brandon got an infinity of points from Neil deGrasse Tyson, which do not apply to this grade book, uh, uh, which brings us down to Eddie and Aaron. And Eddie has a losing streak going of 17 classes in a row without a golden banana. <laughs> and it would seem like a shame to break his streak, right? So the winner of today's golden banana, Aaron Cosmill. Yeah! Very, very Thank good. you, thank you. Nice, professor. And that just remains for me, your teacher, to thank you, my students, Aaron, Eddie, and Brandon. Thank, thank you. you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Fun. Thank you, guys. Gold Star Classroom is written and produced by Jerry Jaffe. Our producer and engineer is Steven Gutierrez. Original music composed and produced by Jeff Geddert. Mr. Geddert is also our assistant producer. All commentary and opinions expressed by guests of Gold Star Classroom are meant for entertainment purposes only. For Gold Star Classroom, I'm Jerry Jaffe. <laughs>